You're listening to Main Character Energy, a podcast that'll teach you how to become that bitch. Main Character Energy gives you a behind the scenes look at how some of the world's most impactful disruptors, innovators, and creatives came from the bottom and embodied what it means to make it in all forms. Now, let's get into the show. Hello and welcome back to Main Character Energy. Is it just me or is this multi-retrograde period just kicking everyone's ass or no, just me? What is it, seven planets that are in retrograde? I'm feeling all of it, (laughs) but I will say that amidst all this chaos, we did survive our first week on Threads, so shout out to everybody who went over to the Threads app within this last week or two. I loved the energy initially, but at this point, at the time of this recording, I have definitely found myself gravitating back to my Twitter audience. It's just a safe space. I feel like the Twitter audience and the, you know, what my IG followers are doing are very different. There's just a different energy. (laughs) But are we ready to admit that nothing holds a candle to Black Twitter? Because, you know, listen, Spill came along, so let's talk about the first iteration of just getting off of this app. The alternative to Twitter, Spill, was created by two former Twitter employees, two Black employees who left the company, created their own platform, and especially when, you know, Elon was talking about limiting, you know, how much we communicate on the app, limiting how many tweets that we see. You know, everyone's been fed up with the new leadership for quite a while, but you definitely saw a revolt from Twitter over to Spill. And honestly, Black Twitter made that app go number one in just a couple of days. So shout out to Black Twitter. I mean, the power that this app has is insane. So it was really dope to be able to see this you know, new app come to the marketplace. I know everybody was trying to get codes and I was trying to get on there and I was having a ball on there especially because it launched, you know, during Essence Fest weekend. So there was a lot of a lot of things to talk about, but sadly just a couple days later the Threads app launched. And that definitely sent just another wave of excitement through the air. Everybody just rushed to get on Threads. I know I got on it right away. Of course, I had to get on there and see the landscape. And, you know, that's totally part of my my work and, and my, you know, visibility as a creator, too. So I got on there and I feel like at first the like the first week on the threads app to me it felt very exciting it felt like a light celebratory type energy it almost felt like the first week of school like when you're going to your classes and you just want to see who's there and just trying to get you know the the feel of everything get your flow going so i feel like there was a lot of cool energy because threads right now is whatever you make it. There's not really like a certain connotation, you know, to this app. It hasn't, you know, it's it's brand new, you know, it's literally brand new. So that's one thing I really liked about it. Again, I think that the more the week went on, I started to see how different my audiences are. But I think there's a lot of potential, you know, of course, I'm telling business owners, I'm telling creators, like, just go on the app, you know, definitely sign up. Definitely, you know, be able to play around and 
get a feel for what's going on there because, you know, there was a time where TikTok was just starting off and people weren't sure about it, but like, look at how some of the early creators on TikTok have really kind of like made it their, you know, number one platform because they got in early. So that's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is just like, you know, I I think that everyone should definitely not feel too pressured to have a specific strategy or approach to this app. I mean, it just blew up so quick and I think everyone's very excited. According to Meta, this app has more than 100 million users that have signed up since the launch on July 5th. And just even in the first 16 hours, it was downloaded more than 30 million times. So, you know, it might feel overcrowded. It might feel like very overhyped. However you feel about it, I think everyone should just take it in stride. And if you're not totally into threads yet, it's it's going to be okay. I don't think that you're missing too much. But yeah, I've been on there. I think it's I. I'm going to continue to use Twitter, though, because for me, Twitter is a source of news. It's a source of like community. I get a lot of media updates there. I have like relationships with journalists and, you know, people who work in comms and just the way that the news cycle is shaped so much and communicated through Twitter. It's just something I'm curious if that would replicate over on threads. But yeah, curious to hear how you guys feel about threads so far. Like, are you using it as, you know, just more personal? Are you using it for your business? I'm seeing a lot of people who they really just jumped right in and I love that. So again, have fun with it. Don't, you know, let these apps beat you down. There's a lot of a lot of apps to be on right now. And I feel like some people might feel overwhelmed. I'm seeing some people feel overwhelmed. But speaking of, there was a insider article. I'm gonna try to link it in the show notes. There's a, you know, Instagram leaked this or somebody leaked this 13 page document about threads and it outlines everything from how to start like using the app and like what integrations look like. Like, I guess there are some things that they wanted to share with creators early on who had access to the app before everybody. So that was an interesting read. I'm going to link it. But moving on, I am returning from my first ever Essence Fest. It was such a vibe. It was definitely, it was hot. It was exciting. The food was amazing. Some aunties were mad at all the <laughs> the twerk contests and titty showing on the stage from Meg and Janelle. And it was, you know, to me, the girls were just liberated and I was here for it, obviously. One thing that I really appreciated was the, you know, 50 years of hip hop tribute it was really dope to have like Ice Cube and Dougie Fresh and they had a little Wayne out there and the lineup was just perfect. I mean, Miss Lauren Hill, Missy Elliott, Monica, it just goes on and on and definitely was a lot, a lot, a lot going on in New Orleans that past weekend. And, you know, Essence was, you know, has been deemed over the years Auntie Fest, but that poses the question, are we the new aunties? Now, I saw one of Essence GU, and Essence GU is Essence's Gen Z-focused digital community, 
but they had this activation and I was super interested in attending. I'm like, this looks so dope. It's right up my alley. Like, da da da. Like, they had just cool people involved and whatever. There was a description that said, no auntie, this is a no auntie zone. Tell me why my feelings were hurt. I was like, ah, which I thought was so funny because I've never taken offense to the word auntie. Like, as a matter of fact, I would say that I was like born with some serious auntie energy and, you know, I like, I don't think that's an offensive thing. Like I, yeah, like I would tell you right now, I'm like, yeah, auntie behavior. Um, (laughs) But that one, you know, that one had me feeling a little like, wait, it is so confusing to be 30 because (laughs) these kids are calling you old. I mean, I've always had older friends, so I never understood that. I will also say there are five there like I literally can count five different times where somebody younger than me has told me I look good for my age. I'm not dying, right? I mean, I don't think so, but I'm not dying to my knowledge. I'm very young. So, anyways, Liz said that we're not the aunties yet. But yeah, as someone with big auntie energy, is that like why is that a bad thing? Moving on. The black girl magic was everywhere. Like, it was just crazy because I felt like it was such an empowering weekend and like just general, you know, historic pop culture moments for women, like just lately. But of course, misogyny was just at an all time high. Slut shaming is at an all time high between like Kiki Palmer and Baby Daddy Darius. (laughs) who was trending on Twitter as Kiki BD. Between that, between like, yeah, Meg the Stallion and between like Janelle Monae's just like completely euphoric and free and liberating era that she's in, the age of pleasure. Get into it. I love, I'm just like feeling the energy and I'm, I feel like I'm also in an age of pleasure. So that's really how I feel about just like evolution and coming into your own. And it's so amazing to see an artist have that transformation and then be able to like give you a soundtrack for it. But the way that people are just so uncomfortable with it, it's just inevitable. I mean, I really don't pay too much attention, but it's just a shame. I'm glad to see like Kiki rise above, you know, the bullshit and be able to Kiki's a Virgo. Let me tell you, she made a t-shirt out of this already. She was in the middle of this like amazing press front. Like she is not worried. She's not worried about being shamed for being serenaded by Usher in that sheer dress that she looked amazing in. And I just want women to keep doing their own thing. I just think everybody, I think we need to, as a society, stop, you know, worrying about what women are doing with their bodies. It's, it's giving envy. It's giving you know, sad. It's, it's, that's what it's giving. It's really sad when I see people do that. And I don't get too upset about it because I know that they are living their truth, these women. And I feel like I'm living my truth or I want to be living my truth as much as possible. So yeah, so we'll just, we're just going to step aside from all that because right now the girls are eating it up. Speaking of eating, The Barbie red carpet right now, there's no way I can't talk about the Barbie red carpet, okay? There's no way I can't talk about, like, my girl, Issa Rae, 
Now, if you know me, you know how I feel about Issa. Like, I'm just gonna, I have to start with Issa because she is my Inglewood sister. We both grew up in Inglewood, but also Maryland. Shout out Maryland. Issa's also, of course, a Capricorn queen. It is so on brand that she plays President Barbie. She is literally my president. Like, I could go on and on. I also just wanna quickly say about Issa, like, I, I'm sure our paths will cross one day. It just only makes sense. Like we are literally so in alignment. And when I first saw her rap into the mirror on Insecure, like talk about representation. The whole awkward black girl representation is like needs to be studied because it's not just seeing a black girl. It's not just seeing a black girl around your age. It is like just the mindset of, and the shit that we do that is so universal and you don't even know it. So shout out to my girl. She's looking amazing from her, like all her red carpet looks. It's just hilarious because Issa Rae apparently hates pink, but obviously she's rocking that color like she invented it. Margot, I'm just happy that Margot's getting an opportunity to like just stunt right now. This is the best I've ever seen her. She's totally in her Barbie era. Like, I love the commitment. I love the commitment to just, like, the looks that she's recreating from past, you know, Barbies over over periods of, you know, over decades that she's recreating. I love that she has, like, the accessories down. She has the movements down. She, you know, she's so method acting right now that in a press junket, <laughs> and she's interviewing for an Australian out- outlet. Margot is Australian. They said, you know, it's so funny that Barbie, you know, means something totally different here. And she said, what does it mean here? I'm sure that they disowned her right away. But so method acting as Barbie that she for, she's forgetting her own cultural references. I'm obsessed. I also have to say, like, seeing Margot and Nicki Minaj together, why was that warming my heart? Like, I'm just like, this is for the girls. This is for the girls. And Nikki was just like, I'm just honored to be here. And I'm sitting here thinking like they had to tap you in, sis. Like there's no way. So yeah, Nikki was like even like tweeting about it after. And it was just, it's really actually nice and refreshing to see Nikki like in community with women. Not, you know, you know, I know that Nikki is in community with women, but you know, some things from the past just weren't looking good. So it's really nice to kind of see that sisterhood now. So she was just gushing over Margot, saying she's so gorgeous in person and that the film was amazing. Her song is like, her Nice Spice song just is like, I cannot get it out of my head. So that, and like then just even, even besides the cast, the the marketing i mean i think i might have to do a whole episode about just the barbie marketing and the these like studio budgets side note i know we're mad at studios right now but can we talk about the budget i mean even like the partnerships that they have like shay mitchell with her bays line like i'm a huge bays fan i think that that brand is super dope i love like their aesthetic i love what shay's doing with this brand and the fact that she herself became a Barbie and like was on the carpet just eating them up looking like a real doll. It's insane just like the impact that this movie's having. I could go on and on and on about the marketing. 
But for now, I will just say I too am manifesting Barbie-like budgets from here on out. I am also practicing Issa's manifestation of, you know, this is not just me season anymore. This is me year. And that's on period. So before we get off, I just want to give you a main character mantra that's been heavy on my mind this week. I will prioritize rest for my fucking sanity. I struggle with my mental health personally. And when I started my business, I wanted to really make the focus of my business just you know, protecting my peace, make it rooted in the fact that I wanted to prioritize myself both more in my personal and professional life. And just like as a, like as a company culture, I guess, just to be prioritizing wellness, be very like, you know, anti-hustle culture. It's a little difficult because what I do is kind of reliant on the news cycle. The news never sleeps. And, you know, of course, you want to deliver value. You want to cater to people. You want to be successful. You want to take on a lot. But I think what I've really made it my purpose is to, like, just set up ways to escape that hustle and bustle wherever I could. You know, like, I work very hard and I believe in hard work and I'm on the grind no matter what I say, but I can only be my best self and be the most creative being that I can be if I take time for my mental and my rest and resetting and figuring out ways to integrate that into my life so that I'm not run down and beat down and burnt out before I realize because that's when it's too late, right? So even as a content creator, I've made self-care essentially my niche. I've talked about this on a previous episode, but the way that I wanted to approach content creation, I mean, you have to you have to do anything that's actually like one of your interests, right? So I like to be able to do spa experiences. I like to travel. I like to, you know, I like lifestyle, you know, I like to even consume like lifestyle content and, you know, soft life, all those things. But it's more than just trying new treatments. It's more than just, you know, being in serene places. I try to create my work environment to be in those types of serene spaces. I will take on a content project and also be able to take, you know, make a wellness retreat out of it, but also maybe even like some time away from the hustle and bustle to like really focus and think ahead on some projects that I'm working on. So I am actively fighting burnout. And like I said, like once I'm burnt out, I'm just not creative anymore. And I I guess the reason why I'm mentioning this is because I think that it's an important reminder and I will always put a reminder to my community that we don't have to feel that pressure. There's something unnatural about the way that we were approaching like work and just trying to be always on and everywhere at once, like before the pandemic. And we all had a you know moment to realize just how fast we were moving. And so I know that now that things are quote unquote back to normal, we have been trying to like speed up that process to get back to where we were. And I know a lot of people are feeling like they can't even move at that pace anymore or, you know, or they're, they're just like kind of realizing that like we're still recovering from everything that happened. So 
things are somewhat normal, but I think there needs to be an awareness to where we're really at. So don't feel guilty about resting. I stopped feeling guilty about resting because I know by nature, like I would never <laughs> allow myself grace. I, I've always kind of been, you know, throughout my life, the person who is like overachieving, the person who is trying to just like hold everybody down, just always keeping it together, pushing through, you know, not only generational trauma, but like just like mental and emotional things. And it's been an ongoing process, but we have to do what works for us. So enforcing boundaries, those types of things can be really hard when you feel like everyone's expecting something of you or they want you to be a certain way or you think that people see you in a certain light. But when are you going to have the capacity to do it all if you're being all of it all the time? So these days, I'm just really not willing to be in community or work with anybody who doesn't hold space for this. And it's so important that I'm embedding it in my entire life because some of that toxic behavior and some of the things that I, I dealt with throughout my corporate career, I'm still healing from that. I'm still undoing a lot of the things that you know hindered me in the first place when it comes to just, yeah, being being weighed down by those types of emotions and, and feelings. So I wanted to share that because it's part of my journey to articulate that. I feel good about being able to stand in my truth and say that I will prioritize rest for my fucking sanity. And that's okay. Thanks for listening to Main Character Energy. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow on social at Tiff or Die and Main Character Energy Pod to access exclusive content and get a behind the scenes look as well as resources to help you become that bitch. See you next week.